Welcome to a Junior VC Unfiltered, your behind-the-scenes look into the AJVC newsletter team. This is your host, Mazin, and this week I'm joined by Aviral, Shiraz, Bhumika, and Omkar. In this episode, we talk about Pidlite, the company that gave us Fevicol, and AJVC's piece about it, Can Fevicol Stick to Trusted 20-Year Building? So Aviral, can you tell us why the team chose this topic? I think everyone knows about Fevicol and we were actually deliberating, talking about an enduring Indian brand for quite some time. And we decided Fevicol and Luck uh, just favored us when they ended up acquiring Adeldite uh, in the last week. So it just became more topical. Uh, I think there's a lot to learn from this company. If you look at its market cap, if you look at its performance, if you look at how it's been around for so long and yet continues to innovate, there's a lot to learn for new age companies because at the end of the day, everyone is trying to build a business. And there's so much to learn from how uh, Pidilite and the Fevicol brand have become almost like names for adhesives, which people would have thought is a really small market. Um, so that's why we decided to deep dive into it. And we were actually quite surprised by what we learned. Yeah, really very interesting story. Shiraz, can you get us started by telling us what the, what the origin story was? Yeah, sure thing, Mazin. Um, I, th- you know, I think just taking a step back, I think writing about Pitlite was an interesting exercise for the entire team because it's a brand that's managed to stay consistent and trusted and loved for you know over 60 years now, which I think all you know, young startups of today would, would strive and only hope towards. But tracing back to its origins, you know, in, in the 1950s, uh, you know, against a backdrop of, you know, global tension and, of course, Indian independence, um, it's really three things that made Balwant Parekh a successful founder way back then. And actually, many of those same things are what, you know, characteristics of, a, of successful founders and founding teams even today. Uh, the first was that he found product market fit by going straight to carpenters and assessing, you know, what their issues and and problems were. And instead of going around middleman, which was typical of, um, you know, his competitors back then. The second was this, you know, obsession with with customer satisfaction uh, initially with carpenters and then eventually even with end consumers where he was always putting, him and the company were always putting the needs of his users first and building a solution around those needs um, as they evolved with with time and and use of his product. And then finally, I think, you know, we we talk a lot about focus um, and executing based on a specific plan or um, or mandate. And I think Favicol and, and Pitalite are prime examples of that. Uh, you know, the, the common refrain is if you if you try to be everything for everyone, it'll be nothing to no one. And and these these guys have started small, focused on a product, and then executed. And then as the years have rolled on, built organically and organically into adjacent industries with um, you know, a maniacal focus on, on doing the best job that they can of, of, uh, of putting the customer first. So obviously, you know, Pitlite is a different company today than it was in the 1950s, but a lot of those core values have lasted the test of time and have actually served as a 
a North Star for the company um, as they grow and, and adjust the times as the team will, will dive into. Yeah, it really is amazing how the same principles that applied back then are still relevant today. Uh, Bumika, can you tell us a bit more about their journey, specifically how they built a brand and, and how did they grow inorganically over the years? Yes, hi, thank you. Uh, so um, essentially till the 1990s, much of Fevicol's success was because of word of mouth publicity within Carpenters. But now that they diversified to, you know, come up with products for the household, like uh, the bucket of Fevicol was now just a collapsible tube. Uh, this was a hint, you know, that they had like way bigger plans for Fevicol. So uh, once they actually began the diversification, they also approached Ogilvy to come up with an ad campaign. And um, now Ogilvy was a very reputed brand itself. Like it handled accounts as big as Rolls Royce and American Express back in the 1960s. So basically 100 points for credentials. Um, and although it was a British agency, uh, which was headquartered in America, they put one of their best minds, Piyush Pandey, on the Fevicon campaign. And the results were like, Beautiful. Few, very few advertisements have you know conveyed a brand's values as effectively. Now, uh, the message was the unbreakable bond, and the taglines they used really stuck. Now they began with Dam Laga Ke Haisha in 1989. Then over the years became Fevicol Ka Mazboot Jod Hai, Tootega Nahi, Pakre Rehna Chhodna Nahi, and all of these ads sparked joys. And uh, you'd find these phrases being picked up by the newspapers, commentators, and politicians. It was a whole thing. Uh, and, you know, like around the year 2000, Fevicol was uh, beginning to use their unmistakable logo of the two elephants tugging a, a piece of wood stuck with Fevicol. And uh, with this getting into the ads, uh, Fevicol was like just, just super sticky with Indian households. And a lot of companies like to change their themes, uh, you know, in their ads over, over period of periods of time. But uh, Pandey and Fevicol, like, they mostly avoided that. They stuck to the two consistent themes, which was the ultimate bond and Desi humor. So the message about uh, Fevicol's Indian roots was retained in each of their ads. And uh, they got recognized for all the wonderful work they did. Uh, the Fevicol bus commercial clinched the silver in the household maintenance products category in the 2002 Cannes Awards, which is basically the Oscars of the advertising world. And they, they won like several other titles over the years. Now, um, for the growth bit, Mr. Parekh used the momentum that Pinlight gained with Fevicol to set up barriers across other avenues. Now, come the year 2000, he went on a buying spree. He started small with IDI's fabric widener, Ranipal. The second acquisition was kind of big. Uh, he bought uh, M Seal and Mr. Fixit from Mahindra and Mahindra. And like later, he went on to pick up Steel Grip, Prof, and later in 2005, 6, Thaiklo, Tech. Now, even with all these acquisitions, Mr. Parekh ensured that, you know, Pitlight kept its number one position in each segment that it dominated. Uh, all of their products got, you know, makeovers and like, like Mr. Fixit became Dr. Fixit and he got frequent makeovers and an ad campaign dedicated to him. And Fevicryl moved on to like, you know, things like silk painting and just, just obscure things that people still love to do. And um, Pitalite didn't have like a, you know, myopic view towards the whole product ecosystem they built. They were engaging with the community as well as investing in it. Now, uh, they had ventures like the Fevicol Furniture Book, the Building Blogs Magazine, the Fevicol, uh, sorry, the Fevicryl Design Ideas Book. And uh, all of these things, you know, built the trust of both the professionals and the hobbyists. And uh, 
you know, Fevicol was rising. It made it to the top 15 Indian brands by the FE brand wagon yearbook in 1997 itself. And it was climbing up the ranks in, inside India. You know, the Economic Times was uh, rating it very highly in its most trusted brands list. Uh, and by 2005, Pidlite was also expanding their business overseas. By 2008, it had like 13 overseas subsidiaries with significant sales and manufacturing operations in the USA, Brazil, Thailand, Singapore, Dubai. And uh, later, it also you know, built manufacturing plants in Bangladesh, Egypt, Kenya. So they, they were growing like crazy. Really is a, a remarkable story, and you know those ads just stick in your mind. Um, it, it's it's amazing how they built a campaign, stuck with it, and kept building on it. Uh, Omkar, can you tell us what that translates to in terms of the numbers? How has the company performed over the years, and how did they build a moat? Yeah, sure. So as Bhumika mentioned, Redlight has seen a steady growth over the years, right? And if you see the market cap graphic, you can see that the sudden growth after 2015 and the reason for that was because in 2015 the mb parekh who was the chairman he stepped down and bharat puri the global category director for mondales was he was handed the reins basically so like if you look at the chart you can see that in 2015 the market cap was 30000 crores and then it doubled more than doubled in 2019 that is more than 60000 crores and if even the stock price and the eps values have been growing steadily since its inception. So it's a solid company, I would say. Like you can look at the EPS uh, chart too for that matter. And then if we talk about you know how they are doing it, you know it can be because of the five principle or the moat that they have built. So a moat is something that gives uh, any company an edge. Like it's like a barrier for entry for other companies. Something that your company does really well that other companies cannot really do. So Pidlite has this, uh, you know, we have a concept on modes uh, on our website, ajvc.com. So OGMVC, you can look at the mode concept and get to know more about it. So Pidlite has these five things, right? So that's product innovation, in-house R&D, strong brand recall, distribution network, and connections with end consumers. And, you know, like Bhumika talked about strong brand recall. They had a really amazing uh, brand campaign that, you know, won them awards. And so the brand recall was something that was related to that. And then network distribution network is something that's strong. You know that. And then con connection with consumers also was because of the whole ad campaign, I would say. And yeah, so that was the mode and the uh, growth. And yeah, so it's a solid company, I would say. Yeah, I mean, consistent growth over 60 years. That's really quite an achievement. Uh, but Shiraz, how did... How did this company manage to stay relevant in the new India? And what does their future look like in a tech-first world? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. And, and sometimes something that we, we spend a good amount of time thinking about. Uh, you know, I think today what makes Pidilite successful is the same things that, uh, you know, really made it successful when it, when it burst on the scene in 1959. You know, they've continued to be extremely customer focused, almost, you know, like the best companies do preempting the, um, the, the needs and, and wants of, of customers, sometimes even before the customers know it. Um, and coupled with that is, you know, product execution, obviously on a larger scale today than it was 60 years ago, but now on their, on their global base of customers and, and production lines, they've, they've been able to keep that, um, that focus that they had when they started. 
you know, obviously the world is a different place today than it was in the 1950s. Um, but Bitlight's been adapting and changing trends in the consumer and digital space, uh, which obviously have been ex- become even more relevant in the times of COVID. Um, you know, for example, in, instead of changing its distribution network when, you know, D- DTC and a lot of these digital first companies came out, uh, they actually invested in both Pepperfry and Homelane uh, as a way of entering the digital, digital household and the carpeting industry, uh, you know, of the 21st century. And, you know, while they've been successful in those, in those efforts um, and innovations, like every, con- like every company, uh, you know, globally has seen, uh, you know, Pitlight has been pretty hard hit by COVID. Uh, their revenues are down, their profits are down, and, and they've witnessed one of their worst quarters in history uh, this past year. But, you know, if the, if the last 60 years are any sort of indication, uh, Bitlight is a brand and a company, uh, both for customers and for shareholders, that's, that's here to stay. And, and I don't think too many people are betting against them. Uh, so we're excited about how they, they ride this new wave and kind of what they come out as on the other end. Really is an incredible story. Thank you so much for tuning in to a Junior VC Unfiltered. I've got a favor to ask you. Will you take a minute to review us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening? Thank you.